0: So we've been talking about the fall, all right? Um, last week, we got into the blaming. You guys remember, uh, who did who did Adam blame everything on?
1: Eve.
0: God. Eve and God. Yep, um, Adam would like to, he, he blamed both people. Of course, Eve, who'd she blame? The serpent. The serpent, that was the, the serpent's fault. So we talked a little bit about the path of disobedience. I don't know if we wrote that down. Um, basically, you know, first these aren't in order, but you know, doubt comes in. Then you have um, changing the word of God. And that's and that's in all kinds of forms. You know, of course. The translations, but that's just you in general. You know, I mean, typically you'll hear people say, Well, I don't really think that's how God meant. Um, I I know that we talked a little bit about re emphasizing different parts of God's Word Um, instead of focusing on what we should be focused on. You know, we kind of move some of that stuff around. Of course, then you ultimately just have come right down to the denying yeah they were oh, no, 10 they for 10, 10 so um ultimately people just write down to you hear that well man wrote the Bible uh, you know and, and that kind of stuff what's everybody who's what directed by God absolutely <laughs> yes it's partial truth yes um so you know we got to really be careful I, I you know I and I'm sure everybody here would agree Depend on how you hold the Word of God in your life will depend on how loyal, how dedicated, however you want to say it, you are to God. And and even those of us that, I think, go to good Bible churches that teach the truth, you know, we say, hey, you know, of course, we're, we're KJV here, okay? And we stand, and all of us will say, well, we're King James, but in that... Do we hold completely to everything that the Word of God says? I mean, do we follow it? Because you don't have to follow another translation to not follow the Word of God. I don't care what Bible you're using. If you're not going to follow every Word of God, then you're denying parts of His Word. And so I think it's important that we walk through our lives on a consistent basis and always double-check and make sure, am I in line with... The Word of God, because if I, you know, the stuff I started teaching ten or fifteen years ago, hopefully I've learned and and teach them correctly. There was things that I was younger that I didn't realize and know, and I've learned a lot of things since then. You know, so hopefully a lot of that has changed, and we just need to double check ourselves on a pretty consistent basis um, to make sure. The, the biggest one is our own desires. And I, I think this one's key in, in today's society. It Everything is about me, what I want, what I feel. Everything, and it's the big thing now, of course, is the transgenderism and all that kind of stuff. And you hear gender dysphoria and you hear, I mean, they've come out and saying that male brains and, and female brains are different sizes. So that's why they feel they're one way opposed to the other way. Um, you have all these now you got them I mean these poor women's um, athletic divisions are going on and these guys are becoming women and going there and blowing all their records out of the water you know but we have for ages leaned on our own personal understandings it's what I feel what I like what I want and now we've just built everything around. Now everybody, I mean, you have you have pedophiles saying it's not their fault that they love younger people. You know, it, it's just disgusting all the way around the board. And, and it's all well. This is what I want, so I should be allowed to do it. I don't care what it is. Snickers addictions are rampant. Okay. And so you have all this, and and it's and it's all because we're leaning our own understanding and I, I think that's where Christianity has fallen apart because we've allowed it to enter into our churches I mean seriously when you think about it, when you talk to other Christians they will I read something the other day if you tell them that the um, you know if they tell them that the Bible is not 100% percent true then they'll accept it but if you tell them that a Christian shouldn't drink they'll fight it to the end. You know, and it's just those things. It's it, it, on sin as a whole. I don't care what it is. Christianity has pretty much embraced most of that to the point that it's okay, and it's because we as Christians are not standing up saying, "Listen, I don't." You know, I might think it's okay, but the Word of God says it's not. And it's okay if you think it's okay. In all honesty. <laughs> But we're supposed to live by the Word of God. It's just like, I don't think going 100 mile an hour is, is bad. I think it's
1: fun. The law of the
0: land. But the law of the land is the law of the land. Now, do I want to try to change it? Depends <laughs> like, on what you're doing. You know, yeah. do I do I want to change that law of the land and, and go and, and petition and try to change all that? I have that right to do so. Of course, you can try that with God, and ultimately, no, that's not going to work out. But... Um, so lean into yourself. And then lastly, the people you trust. We get stuck in this, well, you know, but Grandma's Catholic. And I love Grandma, you know. Or, you know, this guy's a really good guy. Why would what he be saying is wrong? Or this girl is a really good guy within the Christian realm. I think I said it last week. I don't think most of the people that claim to be pastors are called pastors of God. They can't be. It just can't be. Um, you know, and I know Pastor likes to pick on the big one, but that one's just the one that points out there are thousands on TV that whole channels dedicated to them that we've got no business. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they don't have some good things that they say. And they may have some good insight on some stuff, some stuff that we may not realize. But that doesn't mean everything they have to say is the gospel. You know, when we take our Bibles, when we look through our Bibles, you have, I I like to collect all the different themed Bibles. You know, I have an End Times Bible, I have a Beginning Bible, I have a Chronological Bible, I have a Schofields, I have a Thompson. And all those that have the thoughts and stuff in them are neat. And, and listen, when I put my st- lessons and stuff together, there's a whole bunch of commentaries. Matthew Henry and Barnes Notes and Matthew Poole. I have a whole lot of commentaries I go through. Mm-hmm. But none of that is God. Right. Right. And, and I'm probably not 100% aligned with every person that I read. So what that means is I have to know what the truth is to be able to... Pick out as what is right and what is wrong, and there's nothing wrong with hey, this guy's. You know, um, I can't ever think of his name now, but he's in Texas. Um, I think his son preaches mostly. Haggy. John Haggy, I used to watch him on Sunday mornings. His end time stuff is out of the world, and I'm a visual guy. He used to make these billboards on his church set that was like our VBS. I mean, it was the whole stage, okay? But he's. Pentecostal, he gets into some of that other weird stuff, but man, his his end time stuff was really, really good. I really, really liked it.
1: So the big thing is too is it's hard if you if you're like say you just brought up John Hagee, say you enjoy that, is when it starts to cross over. If you're not learned, you'll start crossing over into the stuff, and you don't know where truth starts and ends, and where the lies begin. And, and that's because we put. We
0: put this almost godlike or pedestal of these people on these people. You know, listen, I, you know, I, I love Pastor. Um, you know, I, I enjoy his preaching and teaching. But if I think he's wrong, I ought to be able to approach him and we discuss it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't care how great he is, he's a man that can be fallible. And you know this idea of I'm, I'm, I've actually heard a person say that I've studied more than you. You shouldn't question me. That's scary. That yeah. is <laughs> yeah. very scary. That is super scary. What
1: you, study?
0: you know. Yeah. What did you What, did you, <laughs> study? <laughs> what did you study? Right. <laughs> you know. And the thing is, is it's like, wow. That's that's kind of out there. And and, and whatever the subject was, the person may have been correct, but that is a horrible attitude. And that attitude would lean you into stuff that make you wrong at some point, okay? No one is above a, a reproach. And so when we start saying, well, you know, this person, you know, they've got 30,000 people in their church on Sunday mornings. How could they be wrong? Because they're man
2: well, the Bible says that men, well, I don't know the exact verse, but how the men will want things that tickle their ears, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why there's 30,000 in that church. They like mm-hmm.
0: not They're being convicted and they yeah. like feel mm-hmm. oh, good. Yeah. I, anymore, to be honest, and I don't want to say it across the board because it's, there are some exceptions. But when you're running thousands of people in your church theres a good possibility you're doing a lot more tickling than you are stepping on toes mm-hmm. can't say that for sure because I know of some churches that don't you know that are running decent size but you know you can't get out to this world stepping on people's toes and a grow this world is too tickling of the ears you know like you said and that's sad but this you know I'm not this whole thing this is us this is God's children this is where we've got to pay attention now are we? as dedicated to God as he wants us to be because if we're not then we're changing God's word this can happen to us and that's where all of that starts to fold in where's our lifestyle where is you know our dedication how much study are we doing do we get pulled away you know are we in a church that if we do question or concerned we have several people that we do look up to. There's nothing wrong with looking up to people, but, you know, that we can go and talk to. I think if you pray and stuff on, I think God will give you the discernment. If you're honestly seeking an answer, I think he'll give you peace about. So There's a lot of stuff in there that I admit that I'll read, and it is way over my head. You know, I still struggle with the whole Melchizedek thing that, that Cody taught on. You know, that just to me, just for every reason, my brain don't comprehend all that, you know. But when you research it and you study and you talk to the people, then you come to a, a peace. I think the Holy Spirit will guide you in that. But you have to be, again, you have to be on the path that wants you, that God wants you to be. If you're way off doing what you want, then he's too busy trying to get you that, that sheep back. Okay? It's hard to build a disciple when the disciple's are in a whole completely another pasture. <laughs> you know, um, so, so the path of disobedience. All right. Again, it's not all-inclusive, but that's just kind of stuff that you want to um, look into and pay attention to. Um, When you realize you're in your sin, all right, there's the two things that Adam and Eve did was, um, one, they tried to fix it themselves. Okay, that will never work out. Okay, and we saw that with the, you know, the, the fig leaves type situation. They realized that they were naked, and so they decided to try to cover themselves to where now they're no longer naked, so they tried to fix it themselves. Um, and then the second one is they ran. They ran from God, right? They were hiding. God had to come find them. This is... This is what happens when you know when we're starting down this this path. This stuff's starting to kick in, even when we realize it. And I think God brings it. I think a true, honest, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-led Christian, when they start down a wrong path, I think that I, I think that God works on your heart. I know He does me. You know, I, I get uneasy about things. I'm not feeling right. Nags me. Holy Spirit nags. <laughs>
1: You know he
0: just really really I can't turn that one off the wife I've learned to turn that one off but the holy Spirit one that is, that that takes years before sadly I do believe that after a while you hear him a lot less I think that's how Christians completely fall okay, away. He'll let you go and do what you got yeah I mean once you get so far away I mean it's 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 a call that that you miss, you know, and you can ignore and whatnot, and that's the scary part. Listen, for a Christian, if you're living in this world and you're not, you're not feeling bummed out about it or, or not feeling remorse for living a life of sin, that would scare me to death, yeah. Jim.
1: I so say the other thing is they did was they blamed. They what? And I see that a lot too, where people say. If you trying to talk to them and the, whatever the sin is, even if you're not bringing it up, this well, it's not my fault because way well, you know, I was raised, or it's not yeah. my fault because you know, whatever, and it's like, it's yeah, passing it off, and that's kind of what and, they and, just did. Yeah, and and, 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 and I thought other.
0: about that. I kind of put that under the fixing it by yourself because you're yourself trying to pass that off. Um, but you know, yeah, you're right, and, and we have to I, ultimately listen. How do you, you know? How do you come back? You have to first admit that you're a sinner. You know, and so a lot of that, you have to realize that I can't fix it by myself. And you can blame whoever you want all your life. You have to at some point realize, hey, I got to stop blaming that person. I've got to, I've just got to turn around. Because that's, you know, you're trying, what you're doing is when you're blaming others, you're trying to take that feeling that the, the Holy Spirit's on you. You're trying to pass that off like, well, I feel bad, but it's not all my fault. If it wasn't for... And you're just patting yourself on the back. You're justifying. And and some of that is a legit... You know, if you're not raised in a godly home, it's going to be hard for you to know how it's supposed to be. You know, if you're raised in a weak Christian home... Listen, sadly, weak Christian homes don't normally produce super strong Christians. You know, they typically, however dedicated you are, your children will most likely be equal to or less than. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Those that are around you in your family, they're, you know, most of the time people that come out of weak Christian homes are in in spite of as opposed to being grown into, you know. So, these big things right here, we just got to make sure leaving the house of God is the worst thing that can ever happen. You know, when you quit your prayer life, you, you shut off that communication. I mean, it's, it, it, it's Mother's Day. How important is it to hear from your children or, or, or whatnot, right? You know, and you worry about them. You know, we were just talking about Kayla and, and Parker. I haven't heard from her in a month, you know, and, and you worry about them. You're concerned. Well, they, they're cut off communication because they're trying to fix things on their own. And it's the same way with God. Cut off of reading the Bible. I mean, how how sincere are we on reading the Word of God? You know, church attendance. We're here. This is a place for us all to be together, hear the Word of God, and share it, open up, and talk about all our experiences and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It's not a coincidence that people that fall away from God... Are the ones that have slowly stopped showing up. You know, I don't know too many people that quit going to church completely that are on fire for God. Okay, unless you guys know somebody, I don't know. Don't know too many of those, and, and it's because of this right here. So, um, how they should have acted. All right. Um, we'll take Eve first. She should refuse the temptation. That's the start. That's where God comes, or God. That's, where, that's how the devil comes at you. All right? Whatever your temptation is, uh, mine's not Brussels sprouts. All right? Whatever that temptation is. Listen. The devil knows where you're weak. He just doesn't know. The devil knows. He knows your weaknesses. Yeah, he's gonna attack them. every time. And you know, and, and, it, and it's interesting because it's like you know, what was Moses's excuse for for not leading the children? Couldn't, Couldn't talk. talk. Couldn't talk. And yet, what was God calling him to do?
1: Talk. <laughs> to talk,
0: right? You know. Luckily God called me into something that I was good at Talking but uh, you know Typically those <laughs> 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 What? <have> Testify <laughs> <thing>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, First off I've heard her amen in quite some time um, and, and I think that's why God Puts us in areas That we realize where our weakness Is um, You hear a lot Uh not picking on Robin, but you hear a lot where people will openly admit um, that there's areas that they're being presented with, but they're not as knowledgeable about it as they could be, you know? And I think God puts us in those situations to open I didn't know a whole lot about Catholicism. And, and uh, you know, I, I started hanging out with a friend from work, Joe Toll, um, and his wife was diehard Catholicism. And when we'd go hang out, playing our video games and stuff, it would just come up. And it forced me, because I don't like to be out-debated. Mm-hmm. It forced me to go home and really, really study that particular that particular uh, faith. faith, you know, mm-hmm. to learn more. And, and then that kind of led me into other faiths. And so, and the fact that in fact, in our Sunday School Class in Memorial, we did a whole session, a whole bunch of us taught on a lot of different faith, Kind of a little bit like we did here But a lot more extensive um, And we really dug into And it just it just confirmed that Man, people really will believe anything Okay But, you know And so I think God puts us in positions That forces you to live by faith I mean, I sit there And I, and I look at, you know, pastor and stuff I say, I don't know if I could live through What he went through um, You know But, you know, now I'm going through what I'm going through. I never thought I would make it through that. You know, still not sure if that's going to happen or not. But, you know, it really puts you in no situation. No situation is, I don't want to say worse or better than the other because it's the end of the world to you. And I don't care what the situation is. I may look at it and think, how is that tripping them up? But to them that's the end of the world and and there's things that I've gone through and people's like you know I I can't believe you still have that issue you know Jim
1: I've always looked at it as like when you're going through school and you see the children as they're learning and then eventually they're like in college when you start looking back it's like how in the world are you guys having problems doing like basic math or whatever but then you have to remember you were at that point at one time and that's how God throws you with, with grace and faith is because if he threw on you in second grade advanced physics you you'd just be crushed you could never even get out of you would never figure out any of it and I think God does that to you as a Christian he yeah. allows things to happen not necessarily that he's punishing you or whatever but the trials that you're able to withstand yeah are based on your faith and the thing is a lot of times when I go through and I've gone through some pretty big stuff I think you know God thank you that you trusted me with yeah. it because not that I'm anybody, but that you trusted me. That you just didn't say, "Well, you know, you're, yeah, stuck, and it, you're stuck in remedial math."
0: Yeah, and, and it's tough, you know, especially with this temptation side of it. Is why? Why am I going through this? What is the purpose, you know? And you may never know. You may never know. And the, and the crazy part about this temptation part, when the devil comes after you, it may not even be to mess you up. It may be because you know you're watching me, and if I fall apart on this then you'll never get to be where God wants you to be or even accept Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. And that's the worst part about it is you're thinking, now I'm being, I want to say punished, you know. I, I'm going through what I'm going through, and it's not even about me. But I do think there are blessings for it, you know. He, he God Good talks Job. about, blessed are those, you know. And you look at Job, you know. I don't want double the kids back. My kids are expensive to feed. <laughs> Maybe double the adult kids. Can I have them back at like 25? <laughs> I'm not doing that teenage year again. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with double the kids. That is not a blessing. I don't yeah. care.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I just thinking. What's that? They, they, still, they, they call you <laughs> Is that what it is?
0: It doesn't, it doesn't go away. I'll take double the resources, half the kids. <laughs> Can we negotiate this? Um, all right, so um, temptation. Um, Adam, he should have refused Eve. I don't, I don't care who they are. If what they're doing is wrong, it's wrong. And just because you love them with all of your heart and they're basically a part of you, okay, that doesn't make what they're doing right. And can that possibly sever the relationship? It may. But giving into makes it a whole lot worse. No, I don't know what would have happened here had Adam said no. Okay. And this probably a lot of it was Adam's fault. Okay. But Eve brought it to him and he, I'll never say that again. So just so you know that. I always blame Eve. <laughs> Eve brings it to him and Adam should have refused. Okay. And, and family is what gets us every time because our heart breaks. And we don't want them upset with us. We don't want them mad at us. We don't want to lose them. So we we give in a lot because of that. Now, it doesn't mean Adam would stop loving her. And that's the whole thing. we got to understand this world has taught and preaches this idea that if you don't agree with me, you hate me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you hear that all across the board. If you don't agree with me, well, then you hate me, you're a homophobe or you're, you're a racist or you're this. No. That's not what that means. I, I still love you. I still care for you. I just can't partake in that of which my Lord says no. I can't agree that that is okay. And that's what happened here. Adam, for whatever the reason was, he had probably his own lust of the flesh and eyes and went into it. Okay? But if there's one downfall with good, solid Christians is family is typically our Achilles heel, especially our, especially our children. When we see that they're off not doing what they want, and then, you know, they call and they want money for stuff. And you know the life they're living is why they don't have the money they have. And they always call you with, but I don't have groceries, you know, and you, and you break your heart and you give. Go <laughs> Did you say something? No, I thought so. <laughs> no, I, it's Robin. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's a tough spot. I think there's a point where you help, and then I think there's a point where you stop. You know, and, and with family, I think there's a little bit more leeway with family. But when you have to start giving in on what you stand, then, and then you're having issues. All right. Um, of course, we talked about um, covering up, doing our. They should have instead of trying to cover up, they should have looked for God. I mean, that's what we teach our kids. When you get into a situation you don't know how to do, come find me. When you get to a point you don't know how to do it anymore, come find me. So instead of trying to do it on your own, they should have sought God out, figured out how he would have handled this. I don't know how different it would have been, um, but, you know, you have that. um, And then the last one, kind of what he was talking about, be responsible. Own up to your mistakes Okay, it, it is what it is Alright, it ain't nobody else's fault You chose to do it You're an adult, you made the decisions Okay yeah. Were you brought up with alcoholism Were you brought up, brought up with drug addiction Were you brought up You know, with snicker problems I don't care how you were raised You can come out of that Okay, own it You know, we all make the decisions to deny, to allow doubt into our minds. And here's the thing is, it's okay. Guess what? I've messed up too. I'm not going to look at you and think, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you slipped. You know, well, off to hell for you. You know, I mean, that's, that's not how that works. You know, God gives thousands of chances. I mean, what would have happened to Peter? Right? You know, when you look down through, uh, a lot of those guys, you know, Matthew, the tax collector, all those guys were people that he forgave. Paul, I mean, anybody here killed anybody? Don't raise your hand if it's not been through court. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 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 only, yeah, only if you've been acquitted, right? <laughs> right. Don't admit to it if you've not been acquitted. They couldn't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I don't know this. If you hate
2: someone in your heart... It's the same thing. Many times we get angry with people and have those thoughts. I mean, if we're counting thoughts, then I've probably been guilty.
0: Well, I know I've been guilty. Squeeze your head, squeeze your head. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to bring that up in class. Um, So, you know, you've just got this mentality of it's everyone else's fault. In order to repent, the idea is I have done wrong and I need help so we just we can't go on blaming other people for our issues and and, and that means forgiveness there's the hard one you know this person may have you know they may have raised you wrong you may be you know i keep going back to drug addiction or addictions because you see your parents in and out of it or whatever you know they may have brought you up hard or not care in this system i don't know And a lot of it may not have to do with initially you, but it's still your choice to continue in it or our choice to continue in a sin. And we have to be careful about, you know, I have something that's in my life that shouldn't be, but that person over there, they've got something in their life and they shouldn't be, so I need to talk to them about that. You know, we need to be, listen, I know what I'm doing is wrong And I'm working myself out of it. I'm going to classes or I'm seeking help or I'm going through counseling or whatever, you know, if it's addiction or whatever it is. But if we justify or ignore what we're doing and then still try to get on other people, people see that. Um, You know, I grilled for Lori or made Lori dinner. One, One of the things was a white wine vinegar. That was vinegar, but it was wine. You know, I sent her, because I didn't want anybody to see her, see me. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, right? It like, she hides all over the house anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> Whatever. <Why> <laughs> No one believes me. You you get upset. No one believes me when I say this stuff until they come to the house
1: and they find him. (laughs) Sitting in (laughs) the couch.
0: You know, but we have to make sure. You know, the the Bible talks about about judging and everybody hits that, well, don't judge. You know, you're not supposed to judge others. That's hogwash. We are. We as Christians are supposed to call each other out. And, And I don't mean from the pulpit, like I know the sin you're having, but... There is no reason if if I'm not following something in the Word of God, you should be able to come to me and, and talk to me about it, where I'm doing wrong, and, and help us. The Bible talks about judging. As long as what does it say? What's that? In love. Well, but what does it say? You, you got to first cast the beam out of your eye, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. As you read down through that, in order to tell them, which means. I can't have something in my life that I justify and then get on you for the thing that is in your life. I need to. Now, again, that doesn't mean that if it's something that I had done in the past. Well, you've done drugs. How can you tell me not to? Well, because I'd done them and they were (laughs) bad, And it wasn't what needed to be done. And it took me down a path that I shouldn't have been down. You know, just because I've sinned doesn't mean I'm now disqualified to talk on sin, you know. Or if I'm struggling with we'll just stick with drugs. If you know, if I'm struggling with a drug addiction and I notice he has a drug addiction, then I'll go to him and say, listen, man, this I'm going to, you know, this is a bad road and, and here's the classes that I'm going to. Come along with me. Let me let's together help ourselves out. What if I go and say, "Hey, you need to stop doing your drugs," and you say, "Well, you do." them. I say, "Well, but you know, mine doesn't really hurt me. It's social. You know, it's not. It's not the end of the world." Okay, and a little is just as much as a lot. You know, how much leveling does it take to level? Um, they. uh, What was it? This. Oh, I can't remember now. I had an analogy, but I can't remember it. Well, anyway, so be responsible. There's nothing wrong with owning up to In fact, I think that shows growth. You're not, you know, a chicken or less of a person that, you know, when you admit that you're a sinner. I mean, that's what God says, you know. you got to admit that you're a sinner.
2: Sometimes I don't have trouble, like, pointing out. Like, to a point, like, my best friend is going through right now, and her daughter pulled, broke her leg and pulled some tendons and dance mm-hmm. and ripped. I mean, it's bad. She's going to have to that's have to so surgery and her church is telling her, well, she wouldn't have to have surgery if you were faithful enough. You know, wow. God can heal, and if he isn't healing her, then you just don't have enough faith. Wow. So sometimes, I mean, not everybody in the church, yeah. but there's a few of the bigger families that are like telling her, well, my daughter didn't have to have surgery, and she dances too. Yeah. And she's having a really hard time because, you know, she wants to turn to her church because she's scared, For yeah. you know, how bad is it going to be when they get in there? They don't even know until they get in there. Well, they won't even know. But, you know, she went for support, and now they're just judging her, telling her she just doesn't love God enough.
0: And, and that's the hard part, especially within church. There are so many people willing to yeah. point out and say, you know.
2: If only. And God can heal. She says, I, I admit that. i, I give given it to him. He's chosen not to do that. Yeah. I know he has the power to do it. he raises people from the dead. I know he can do it. Yeah. It's just that doesn't mean that I'm not faithful because my daughter has to have surgery.
0: Yeah. And and, and that puts her in a spot because th- that's where people start to get soured on church. Yeah. But it's because we look at the people at the church and we a few bad people makes the whole church bad. Yeah. And we, and we have to be really careful uh, about that, you know, because it is super easy to do. Now, there may come a point to where it's just too much and God moves you on somewhere else, and that's for the kudos. But a lot of times that is the devil getting in here on you. Mm-hmm. If God wants you here and he causes someone to run you off for... a not god's reason then we've changed the word of god and so now we're in we're in a tight spot because that doesn't mean god can't forgive that don't mean god can't use you somewhere else but we have to be really careful not to separate the bad part of the apple everybody cut the the brown part out of the apple and then keep the rest of the apple Mm -hmm. at some point the the whole apple is just you throw it away right but and that's a tough spot when you're in that because you know you believe and you got some of these people you know, and, you know, it's just, it puts you in a in a really tight spot. Um, but as long as, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer, as long as we stay where God wants us to be, doing what God wants us to do, they'll answer for all that. I don't come here for them. I come here because God's got me doing what he's got me doing. Um, will there become a day one day that God moves me on? There's a strong possibility that will happen at some point. Um, but...
1: Sometimes God <clears throat> will not do something to make you a stronger person that you will come to him yeah. when you're in that
0: dire need. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the situation she's talking about, God's probably not hit, may not be healing right now because he needs her to learn that lesson that some people are just stupid, even though they're in church that don't make them perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pretty much what
2: <wise. laughs> I I mean am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I mean you gotta wise. think of the doctors and the
1: nurses.
2: They
0: might witness a prayer before surgery or, I mean, anything like that whose lives may be touched because of that. I know know it keeps coming up, but Pastor, his son, I mean, he went for years wondering how in the world his son died. The people that he reached, thousands of people in the the newspapers. You know, just because God doesn't choose to heal does not make you a weak Christian. You know, if that was the case, there'd be all kinds of people in the Bible that God owes (laughs) apologies to, you know. In fact, everyone, because they all died at some point. So, it it is what it is. Sometimes, we don't know the lessons every time. But, you know, as long as we're where we are, we just let the stupid people be stupid. That's all new. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Good.
2: I just think that every strong person that we look at in the Bible has gone through so many really, really, really mm-hmm. tough things and I think sometimes God puts us in situations just so that we totally have
0: to rely on Him. Mm-hmm.
2: Well the miracle didn't start out as a miracle. It usually, it usually started out as a problem.
0: I just saw that on Facebook. Yeah. I mean think about Joseph. I mean we, I just preached on Joseph a while back. I mean you want to talk about a dude just had bad luck. <laughs> At no point did he have any positive thing even when it started to look good then it would just get worse you know. Mm-hmm. Job, you know, I mean, you look through people down through the Bible and the stuff that they went to, David is the greatest guy and he's over there. I mean, Moses, how long did Moses run around? And then they ended up, because the children of Israel, they lived in the wilderness because their GPS went bad. (laughs) You know, don't argue with Google. I'm just telling you, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's just, I mean, God doesn't call super strong people. He calls people that need God and they make them all right real quick Jim
1: I say that is a question so part of our, well, our responsibility is if somebody either is going through or has gone through is not to make it their you, I've seen people do this it's kind of like what she said well you know the, you know you know so-and-so they had a drug addiction they were doing heroin and uh, it's like okay they did and God forgave them yeah so why are you bringing it up to other people or to them if they're through it, yeah. Be thankful that God took them through it. And I think a lot of times we keep bringing up people's old sins. Yeah. I guess to make us look like oh, yeah, I don't it. My they're grandma told
0: me of a story them. when she was younger, of a church that I guess she attended. <laughs> Somebody in the church started going down to a local rehab center of people that have been in, in trouble, and they were bringing them up. The church had a gym, and they were feeding them, and they were playing basketball and all that kind of stuff. And several of the more wise people in the church started complaining about these type of people in their church Mm -hmm. and this family says listen this is a ministry I'm going after these people we're sharing the gospel with them you know you're talking about they're your brothers and sisters in Christ and the comment the one person made was those people will never be a brother or sister to Mm me I'm sorry, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah, they are. Absolutely. You are in serious trouble. And that's what happens. You come into a church, and these people that have been Christians their whole life, you start changing the stuff, and you'd think you were changing the Bible because you moved this or you got chairs instead of pews. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we just got to make sure we aren't that way. And we're not denying or changing, and we're focusing on God and following His will, asking Him for help, and being responsible. All right, we went way over.